Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Get Wit It podcast. Today we have, and normally, Lisa, I'm like on top of making sure that I say the last name right. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, that's it. I like said the it sure right. thing. The sure the thing. Sure thing. Yep. Right. I am sure thing. Yep. S-H-O-R-R though. Mm-hmm. Different okay. spelling. Good. Okay. All right. Anybody who listens knows I struggle with last names. So, and then they laugh. And so um, <laughs> it's like my weakness. So, um, <laughs> so I said it right. There you go. I did. I did. Look at that. All right. So we're going to chat it out, but we always like to know, Lisa, where are you from? How did you get where you're at now? You know, how you became fabulous. You know, it's, you know, fabulous. An everyday question, right? Absolutely. (laughs) What's your journey? How'd you get here? Where'd you come from? Well, I came from outer space. Exactly. (laughs) Some days I feel like I'm on the moon, but, you know, I'm here on earth. And uh, (laughs) exactly. You know, I, I started my, I, so I started as a, my degrees in marketing and I'm from Massachusetts originally. And I graduated, I was working in Boston selling books. And then my met my husband as a blind date. And when we met, yep. And we met, he's a Rhode Islander and that was history. I knew I was going to marry him when I met him. And so I moved to Rhode Island and he had already started a small technology business. So I shifted from selling books in Boston to working with him on selling or learning how to sell technology, emerging technology. I mean, this is back in 1998. So I'm aging myself a little, but that's okay. It's all right. It adds to the history. What, um, before we begin, was this blind date? Like you walked into a bar and you were like, oh, there's my, my rock star. Oh no. I walked into a coffee shop. Yeah. So no, I had a girl that I worked with in Boston who was from Rhode Island and she used to hang out with my husband, Eric at a coffee shop in Providence. And she said to both of us, Oh, I want to introduce you to somebody. And each of us said, Oh, you know, the blind date thing isn't for me. And she said, no, no, I think I know someone for you. And so I drove myself down to Rhode Island. I did the hour drive. It's not that bad of a drive, but when you live in New England and you, you know, you can go one state to another easily. But I literally, though, walked into the coffee shop and I suspected it was Eric on the other end of the coffee shop. My instinct was it was him. And it was just one of those moments I knew that, oh, okay, all right, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And 22 years later, this June, we're still married. Hasn't been always easy, but we're still married. 
So, you know, and working When's the together. anniversary? June what? June 25th. June 25th. Yeah. 22 Mine's years. The 18th. So oh. yeah, June's a great month to get married in. Yes. That's a wonderful, it was a wonderful weather month. It was a wonderful yeah. time of year. Yeah. Vacations. Yeah. People could take time off. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, happy right. anniversary to you. Yeah, you too. Nailed it with Eric. All right. So Eric's a startup. When you he say was. selling technology, are you talking like software or hardware or some app? So we are what we what you call a managed services provider. So he at the time back in 98, so he founded the business in 1992 when he was studying at the University of Rhode Island. And in, he was setting up local area networks for clients, very basic networks and, and you know, computers and, and setting up computers and doing some tape backups, you know, tape drives and that kind of stuff. So just think back to the Our, archaic dinosaur days. Yeah. And <laughs> Our younger crowd is like, Hey, exactly. what are you talking about? <gasps> Windows, what? So yeah. yeah, Windows 95, like all the old, all the old. And, and so he needed help. So I always joke and say that I didn't just marry my husband, Eric. When you're a business owner, you marry the business too. And that, and that is the history. So to this day, I definitely still feel it. It's part of our DNA and we do definitely vacation and we work really hard. Doesn't always work, but we work really hard to not talk about work at, on the weekends if we can. But inevitably, when you own the business and you're 24-7 shop, you have clients that you're monitoring and maintaining 24 hours a day because that's how they pay you. Inevitably, the conversation comes up. But it's an you amazing... Must really like each other. I couldn't imagine. Well, it hasn't always been easy. I mean, this is a women in tech podcast, right? It's not always easy. And we definitely have our moments and we're very different personalities. And so at the end of the day, we have one goal in mind and that, well, two goals in mind. One is to be a great employer for our employee, you know, our engineers and our, to- to- our team. And then the other is to be a great company for our clients to help them grow. So how many people do you have working for you? 21. Wow. 21. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that in itself. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a daily process. You know, it's, you wake up every day and you say, okay, how can I be of service? What's going to, how do I approach this day? If I know that there are some challenges or if an employee calls in sick or we just have to then, you know, adjust and talk about the next step and have a lot of process in place. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that is the key. That is the key. That is oh, the yeah. key. So you got this technology and you're like, look at these introverted people who struggle with their communication mm-hmm. and their brand image and everything else. Right. So then yeah. you extended yourself. I did. So I, so back in 2012, I met a woman who is a stylist. So sure success didn't even really happen at that point. 
And she taught me how to dress women, meaning like body shape and what styles and fabrics and different cuts for the, your body shape works best, how to clean a closet, how to take someone shopping. Yeah. And I was doing photo shoots. So I had a lot of fun as like a side thing to that wasn't tech, but that just was fulfilling me because I love clothing, fashion, image. And, and so that was a lot of fun. So I started there. So that's the starting point. But then my MSP was struggling and I, I was doing the marketing, right? I was getting us in newspapers. I was, we were winning some local awards. I was all those marketing things that you needed to do to build the outside brand. But what was happening is we were losing clients and we were not communicating internally. So team morale was struggling and we had people on our staff that we didn't want to approach. And because they were so smart, but we couldn't approach them because they were edgy or they were arrogant and they, and so that was impacting client success. And we didn't know how to, how to handle that at first. So as a stylist, I found an organization called the Association of Image Consultants International. And that's where you learn not just how to be a stylist, but I learned, found um, organizations to teach me how to be what's called an image consultant. And so I then learned about the whole body, nonverbal behavior, verbal communication. And that's, I took that training in Georgia, I flew to LA, all around, and I brought it back to my MSP, my IT business. And I started looking at phones and phone skills. What do we sound like on the phone? How are we servicing clients? Are we making them feel not okay because we're geek speaking them to death? You know, we're using too many termino- too much terminology. I'm working with an MSP right now, for example, who's creating videos. And, and the content he gave me to start with was brilliant, but his client base isn't going to understand the back end of things. And that's what the whole content was. And so my engineers, you know, talk about firewalls and they talk, but you can't talk about the firewall. They just want to know, are you going to stop the bad stuff from coming into my network so that I'm not hit with a virus? Like, are you going to stop it? That's all they care about. They don't even want to know what the stuff is. They just want you to know that you're stopping it. And so I I worked on that. I worked on vocal range with my team. It's not just for singers. Voice lessons are, and I regularly still train, by the way, with my vocal coach because I want to learn new skills and keep mine up. And boy, when I started looking at all of that, their phone skills, the uniforms that they were wearing, their grooming, because it's all an extension. An IT professional has to think, how do I want my business perceived? And I'm an extension, especially in IT, we're all service-based. We're, you know, many of us are service-based businesses. And so we are the product that we're selling. It's not necessarily a sonic wall firewall that we're selling, but we're selling our engineers. We're selling our knowledge. We're selling our ability to give my clients peace of mind. And that's a human side of things. 
So I talk about when you're on site, are you making eye contact? Before COVID, a big, strong handshake was important. Now we kind of do the fist pumps, but that's okay. So <laughs> elbow. <laughs> all of those things, or the elbow, 100%. And that's where, and so that started to evolve my MSP. And boy, when I did that, I realized I was getting questions from my peers, like, can you do that for us? How can we do that? So that's when Shore Style became Shore Success. And I rebranded to be business oriented. And it was wonderful ever since. Did you, um, okay, you brought it up, COVID. How mm-hmm. did that affect? That's huge because if you're a face, you were face to face. I was. Yeah, you, you are, okay. So if you're face to face, that didn't happen. Like that went away. Mm-hmm. So then now what? Well, so on the, on my engineer side, so you're talking about the engineer side, are you referring to how did my hard short success shift? Like, I guess both because right. Like right. you did all this grooming and whatnot. <laughs> and well, I'm assuming it went remote. No. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we learned a lot about what I call over communicating. So it's so important Let me, I'll talk about the MSP shift first, and then I'm going to talk about how I shifted because I, I had to learn was double sorted, right? Yeah. Oh, hundred (laughs) percent. I mean, I had all these wonderful gigs booked all around New England, New York, all in person, get them up on that stage. And then all of a sudden everything got canceled. So either, (laughs) and then all of my clients on the tech side all needed to work from home. And they had their own computers. They didn't have any VoIP phone systems. They did. They they couldn't connect, and they just didn't know how to handle this. They just needed to be able to work. So thankfully, being an entrepreneur, I was able to. It wasn't easy, but I was able to embrace change. And oh, that's because you're a woman. That's because you're that too. You're absolutely (laughs) right because I. That's you know, and that's why I, I work as an as an image consultant in the IT world, because I bring compassion. Like my mission mm-hmm. is to talk about emotional intelligence and, and, and compassion. And you can't just get out there and just push and just push tech. People are, a lot of people are afraid of tech. They don't understand tech. So we need to communicate in a way that they understand, that they trust us. And so that's why the whole over-communication process began because I had to coach my team first on how to speak to my clients about this traumatic situation. We had to change our voice. No longer could we say, hey, how are you? Well, we know. What's going on today? You know, so we shifted to say, hey, what's going on today? How can I help you today? Is there anything that you need from us? Instead of, hey, how are you? Well, we all know. We, we all know how everybody is. It wasn't so great in the beginning. Well, it's pretty shitty at the beginning there, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you how I really feel. And, you know, getting hit with COVID myself gave a double empathy for, I, I still to this day don't have a strong sense of taste. So I get it. And, I, and, and so I had to teach the team how to be empathetic. And how to 
how do we, and we had, and Eric and I, my husband and I had to adjust our leadership to be empathetic to all kinds of scenarios that our team had. And that was, wow, that was amazing. If we could get through that, there's a lot we could persevere through. So, and on the image side, we had to talk about this screen right here. Mm -hmm. This is it. It's all we had to work with. We had to think about what we look like, our lighting, our microphones. What did we sound like? Could we still connect? So we were doing webinars with our clients on remote presence. Like I created all kinds of webinars on, okay, let's talk about the tech that you need to sound good when you're still connecting with your clients from home. Let's talk about your background and your distractions and your, I purposely keep my office background this way because I want people to see what an example of a, of a clean staged room looks like. You know, you don't see on the other side of this room, my ballet, my daughter's ballet bar, but you don't need to see that. (laughs) So it's a dual purpose room, thanks to COVID. So, um, but we had all of those conversations and I had to shift to learning zoom, learning teams, learning, go to meeting, whatever I could get my hands on. So people could still learn from me. And then I added the new skill of remote presence. And that's, you know, where I've been since I'm now I'm speaking back on the stage. I'm thankful for, and I'm attending conferences again, but it's been crazy. So are you guys, did you work from an office before? Are you back in your office or have you lowered your footprint? We've lowered our footprint. So we're hybrid. We are doing tomorrow. We had, we had, we, my husband and I had just rented, put a a five-year lease on a beautiful built out an office and in in that July before COVID and then COVID hit nine months later and whatever that time is from, from to March, whatever that Mm -hmm. yeah nine, 10 months later, everyone went home. We had this Mm -hmm. gorgeous office, all colors and our company logos and the whole thing. And we had a gaming station. We have a shuffleboard table and a kitchen area. Nobody was in it. And I had to pay for it. <laughs> I still had yeah, to pay for it. That Nobody doesn't, that didn't go away. No, no, no that didn't go there away. Was there no wasn't like, so, no, there was no like hit the pause button on that. No, nope. but there were a couple of engineers or well, a couple of not just engineers, one of a couple of employees that actually wanted to be in the office the whole time. And so, which was great because we had plenty of distance going on. You know, we didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. social distancing and all of that. So there some was always, some... it was really hard, right? Like they oh. didn't have the opportunity to be like, I have a quiet space, especially right. with kids being home. And yeah. it was very difficult on people. I... So through all of your imaging thing, did you ever have to like um, a lot of clients that I've worked for during that COVID period, there was a um, shift in, in making sure that the mental health of the employees, um, because people were so used to going out, having happy hours, being interactive, talking at the water cooler. Oh, what'd you do yeah. this weekend? And that was now just gone. Like there was right. no social interaction that adults need. Absolutely. And so a lot of clients I, I know had to take into consider mental health. Hundred percent. That was that was definitely something that I took very personally, carefully. We instituted a daily meeting 
every morning and we still do it to this day. Now we call it our daily huddle. So Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. Eastern time to about 9.15, 9.20, all of us, all 20 of us get together and we have themed days. Monday is motivation Monday. So we talk about like, what did we do over the weekend? Or like, what are we excited about this week? Tuesdays is Tech Tip Tuesday. So we share ideas of what going, what's going on with clients. We'll talk about some tech ideas, gives me some fodder or my marketing coordinator, some fodder for social media. Wednesday is Wednesday Wisdom. So this was important to institute because one of the women in my office took on the challenge of finding a quote every week. And we talk about it, some sort of an inspirational quote. So we didn't just talk tech every day. We allowed the conversation to be about professional growth, professional development. And, and so Thursday and Friday, so Fridays are big Thursdays. Think about it Thursday, just general. And Friday, we have a one hour meeting where everybody shares their highlights for the week maybe some challenges that, is, that are going on that we need to discuss, or I do professional development training that time. Then we built in some, we made sure we still did a holiday party. We hired a wine, um, oh gosh, what's the wine connoisseur called? A, a sommelier to deliver oh, yeah. wine to all of our employees. And then we did a wine and beer tasting, which was really fun. We did different, we did, we hired a company called Let's Roam. It's an online company where we did, it's gaming. And so that was fine. We did, we, I bought two. So we've done one. We're going to do another one. And just honestly, just having real conversations. How are you guys doing? Is everything okay? If we can help you, we're just always being present. Doesn't matter time of day. Eric and I are always available anyway, but we put an extra emphasis on availability and acknowledging where people are because everybody dealt with COVID very differently, Mm -hmm. very differently. And we had to accommodate. And of course we did, you know, we did what we had to do. I wanted to preserve my client, my employee, my employees. I wanted to preserve my relationship with my clients. So we had to meet people where they were. That was an interesting challenge that we got through beautifully, but it was a day-to-day experience. That's for sure. <laughs> day-to-day. It definitely was a challenge. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh gosh. So now that you're back, you said you're, you're going to conferences and talking and that kind of stuff. So in your hybrid in the office, right. do you have, so, you know, have you guys talked about going back full time or is this hybrid like convenient yeah. for people or how? A hybrid theaters, I believe that the hybrid, so people realized, a lot of us realized, myself included, that productivity can still happen if you're not physically in the office. I do believe strongly that relationships are built stronger through personal interaction, being in mm-hmm. the office. So tomorrow, for example, we're doing a potluck. So everyone's bringing food into the office. and we'll have time to just chat, chat over chili, you know, chat over whatever. And, and that'll be really nice to be together. A lot of my employees, and I'm talking to a lot of my MSP client, my IT clients, and so many people are really saying, 
I like this flexibility. I like to be in the office some and then home some. And I, I don't see us, I could be wrong, but I really don't see us going back to required requirements in the office full time for everybody. There are certain roles that really need to be in the office, different levels of engineer. If you're a, you know, more of a, um, a bench engineer where you're doing a lot of computer setups and, and, and prepping servers and things, they need to be in the office because you need to set up the environment that is safe for them. That, that, a lot of that can't be done at home. And gotcha. so you really need a particular environment for that. But I, w- I wish everybody was in the office. I miss seeing that. I, I'm, I'm definitely a hybrid human now. Um, but that's also because I'm straddling two worlds because I have two businesses and I've got to be flexible with where I am and meet my clients where they are. So, but yeah, it's been a change. So for your, for the image business, how did that change for you? Everything went in the beginning, everything went remote. And I have to say, I worked lot. I, I adapted well. I learned about different technology that would help me to be able to get my message. And I was able to actually expand my client base more than ever before. Now, who would you say are your clients on that? On so that my side? ideal clients. Yeah. So thank you for asking. My ideal clients for sure success. There are two main focuses. One is a small business, period. I own a small business. I run a small business. I have 20, 23 years of being with Eric in the small business arena. I've coached hundreds and hundreds of small businesses. Sweet spot. I know what it feels like to wear many hats. I know what it feels like to not, ha- not be able to really hone in on being able to talk about soft skills, being able to, because you're so busy creating an invoice. You're so busy packing that order. You're so busy making that sale. You're so busy creating the quote. You're so busy. So I understand that. The other piece of that, if I even get more granular, is is an IT business, is a small IT business. Or really, I just understand IT. I know the thought process. I know what keeps people up at night. I know how emotionally draining it can be. But I also know how rewarding it is when you solve a problem for a client. It's the best feeling ever. So those are my two main audiences. I typically, for image and branding and soft skills to become a cultural shift, it's with the owner of the company. I start there, to be very honest, because I could start with engineers, but if there isn't buy-in from the top and the cultural shift mindset, a growth mindset, then the, the work that I do isn't going to be followed through with. And that's critical. So that's who I target. I target the CEO, the owner, even if it's a manager, but the manager with the understanding that the owner is on board to attend the workshops, the sessions, that kind of thing. So is that how you set it up? Like working workshops? Right, right. Where it's interactive and... All, yep. This is the beauty of it. Just, it's just like you and I talking now. Mm-hmm. My sessions, could they could either be role-playing, they could include PowerPoint slides so that I'm giving content, 
I always have workbooks. I always have recordings of my training sessions with each client as part of the program so that they can use that as reinforcement. They can use the concepts taught and then break them down into different staff meeting discussions. Or if they need to do some coaching, how did Lisa explain that? Let me go back to Lisa's video on that. Now I can actually talk to my engineer about it and I can use her language, her mindset. And so it helps with the coaching process, the annual review process, just really having that conversation of branding and leadership. We're all leaders, all of us. Doesn't matter the role you are in IT. All of us, women especially, need to understand that we are leaders, that we belong and we have a voice. And we need to use our voice, have confidence in our voice, have confidence in making eye contact, a strong handshake. We are, you know, getting back to the human interaction, making sure that if we're virtual, we're looking at the person and looking at the camera also, because when you're looking at the camera, it gives the impression that you're actually looking at that person versus looking away. You know, if I looked at you the whole time, then I look like I'm not looking at the audience. So, but we, t- we, we talk about all those little intricate things to build your authority and your credibility. And, and I want all women to know that we have a lot to say. We have a lot of empathy and compassion to give and we need to say it and get it out and be a part of this community for sure. Yeah. We like to say, if there's no seat at the table for you, girl, go grab a chair and make a seat for yourself. <laughs> absolutely. You make your room. You absolutely have to be in this industry. We have to be, I don't want to say gruff, but we need to be assertive. We you have do. to speak up. We have to, you know, inevitably in the beginning. So I always, I struggled in the beginning with imposter syndrome. Everybody and does. Everybody, right? <laughs> My husband was so technical, is still so technical. And so I thought that I had to be up there with him and understanding all the back end and what's an IP address and why, what's the difference between public and private IPs and all of that. And, and, and I didn't have to know that. What I had to know is how to write about it, how to build my business. But every time I thought I had some confidence and I would walk up to a vendor and I'd say, hey, what do you do at a trade show? They never would answer me. They would always put their eyes toward Eric. They would shift it and answer because they assume. And one guy actually said to me, you probably don't understand this, Lisa. So let me explain it to Eric. And so I pulled him aside one day. I can't believe I did this, but I pulled him aside and I said, you know, that wasn't a very nice assumption to make. I said, because I was asking you because I was interested in your product so that I could actually sell more of it. But since you undermined me, I don't think we're going to be investing in you. He didn't like that. But that's the truth. You have to learn how to speak up. And and we have to create a, women have to also be assertive to create a paradigm shift in thinking that this is a male dominant dominant industry, which right now it still is, Mm -hmm. really finding our foothold and and speaking up. And, And there's ways to speak up to be, authoritative and respectful. I'm not saying to not be respectful, but I am saying that, hey, if there's an issue, we need to talk about it. We need to get it out and we need to collaborate together and find ways to make shifts. 
So one person at a, one woman at a time, really. One woman at a time. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. Definitely. So you're in Rhode, you said Rhode Island. I am. But you were Massachusetts. I keep thinking of the, um, Oh, Donnie Wahlberg, the burger. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's definitely a Bostonian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Damon. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking about. So, okay. <laughs> so, but the accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the East coast. Um, so when you're not crazy busy, you, mm-hmm. you and Eric have to go out and do things, right? You got to have yeah. hobbies. No, we sure do. Okay, yeah. great. What are they? We have some. We love to go to the beach in the summertime. Rhode Island in the summertime is spectacular. And I recommend everybody to come visit Rhode Island in the summer. It's in lovely the summer. in the fall. It's lovely. But really, the summertime, the beaches here are phenomenal. The seafood is fresh, literally off the boat. I so, the seafood is what I would like. <laughs> it, there's a fish market. 15 minutes away from my house here. And we just drive there. We'll go get right off the boat, fresh fish. Cause there's a, it's right. There's a, there's a whole Marina and then there's a fish market. Like they built a little shack mm-hmm. literally. And we go and we get flounder, cod, salmon, whatever. And it's right off the boat. It's so good. So highly recommended, highly wow. recommended. So that's something that we do. And then we, we have teenage daughters, so they keep us pretty busy. We like to do some traveling. We've gone on cruises before COVID. We did a lot of cruises, that kind of stuff. So, and we live in a great area to go walking. And Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is it cold there? Yes. Right, <laughs> right now it is. I, I'm ready for it to yes. be warmer. Yes. Well. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. It's it's not as cold as Vermont. I did a sales call today, actually, with a prospect up in Vermont. And um, the woman I spat, chatted to said it was it snowed there. Oh, so, yeah. But so here it's, it's biting cold wind, which makes it feel like 40 degrees, but it's May, you know, it's almost May. So it right. should be 65 degrees here. And it's not yet. It's so, not here either yet. Not yet. It needs to be. It needs to be 65, 70 degrees already. It does. It does. It's depressing. It is. You know what? Because I still have to wear a jacket and I still have to, you know, bundle up and I'm ready to just be done with the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, and you're ready to hit that beach. Oh, so ready. So, so ready. We have a beach house actually 20 minutes away. It's kind of a crazy Rhode Islander thing. But a lot of Rhode Islanders buy their beach houses, their vacation homes in state. <laughs> so, you know, most people will go to Florida or South Carolina or whatever and buy houses down there. Not us. Rhode Islanders, they stay in state. So, yeah. Um, so I can't wait to move into it. Yeah. As a Michigander, that's what we do in Michigan, too. We have a ha- one house and then you have another house. So you go up north. They call it up north. The lake. Yeah. To the lake. Yeah. But you're yeah. not really, you're like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. So a little farther, but um, not, but you're, yeah, you're still right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel better that it's not just us. I no, no, it's Michiganders crazy. too. Yeah. They like, I love oh, that. we're going up North for the weekend to that kind of thing. So but, yes, but I, I, gorgeous. I hear, well, thank you. Thank you. We, um, oh. my mom, I grew up that way. 
right? One house <laughs> Monday through Friday afternoon, and then Friday afternoon <laughs> to Sunday. Off evening. to the lake. Off You're to off the to the lake. lake. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I think that's great because you can really feel like you're in a second place mm-hmm. and unwind, but not have to like do extensive travel. So it's, there's something yes. to be said for that. Yes. So, <laughs> well, what are like, what's, what's next? Do you have some like exciting goals, anything coming up that you guys have for both avenues yeah. of your life? <laughs> Yeah, we are just continuing. Our goals are to continue what we're doing. I mean, we we got really great momentum. And both years on the tech side of things, we grew double digits each year. So we need to continue that process. And so we are continuing to look for engineers, more engineers to add to our team and keep expanding that way and growing. We hired a marketing coordinator to work, to do a lot of the day-to-day stuff that I was doing so that I could continue to build Shore Success because my goals with Shore Success are double-digit growth this year from last year. And so what does that mean? It means I need to do more more getting out and telling people who I am, what I do, and less of the day-to-day activities at the tech business. So that's been an interesting shift for me to let go of what I was doing there. And, and, but the girl that's in my, in my shoes now is phenomenal and she's got a lot of energy and creativity. So I'm thrilled and, and I'm so thankful. We also have a marketing um, intern from a local college and a sales, you know, an outside inside salesperson, outside sales. So we're ramping it up and we're not stopping. And this is our time to shine. This is our time. And I, I owe it to my team to keep them busy and keep them employed and giving them interesting work to do. And I do feel like sure success is making the IT community more empathetic, more compassionate. And that's now where I'm drawn to go and to really help more and more IT companies, IT departments, just learn how to communicate and respect each other and communicate in a way that we bring ourselves together, not put ourselves in silos or push ourselves away from each other. And we can't, we can't afford to do that now. We need to bring ourselves back and really collaborate together. And so there's a lot of merging and a lot of stuff going on in our industry. And so communication skills is going to be really important to make people feel like they're invested in it and they're part of the whole process, the whole conversation. So, and that takes me helping people. It does. It does. So um, I normally like, um, want to give you an opportunity to do, you know, pitch. So what, so I'm assuming you have two different websites. I do. I do. And then you, well, you have your LinkedIn. So it's just Lisa Shore, S-O-S-H-O-R-R. Yeah. Yeah. And we put this in the notes too, but then what are the two websites? websites? So if you are looking for communication to learn how to, or to enhance the communication of your team, your department, so that they're more empathetic when they're dealing internally, you learn how to deal with more difficult conversations and you want to maintain credibility 
<clears throat> you want to provide enhanced customer experience, not just customer service. That's Shore's success. And the website is Shore, S-H-O-R-R, success.com. Right on the homepage is a button where it says, book a meeting with me. So book a free consultation with me. Let's talk. Let's just have a conversation about anything that you need that you have an employee that you want to improve their communication skills. You've got some phone skills challenges and clients are saying you act like you're as if you have no idea who I am. You're looking to build morale of your team. That's that. If you're looking for IT support, or if you're looking for, if you're a, a network engineer and you know your way around provisioning firewalls and you know about networks and IP addresses and all of that, we're hiring. Uh, <laughs> a shameless plug, we are hiring. I'd love to see your resume, so send that to me. But if you're looking for an outsourced IT department and or you know someone who needs outsourced IT, visit I'm going to say sure success. Hold on. <laughs> Securefuturetech.com. So it's three words, but they're all together. Securefuturetech.com. And that's both businesses. Busy gotcha. Day. Or you can just go to LinkedIn and message you. You can certainly find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> message me there. Absolutely connect. Follow me. I post content all the time. You can visit my YouTube channel too, if you'd like to visit, to see some of the videos and the, the sure success tips that I've created to help you build your business and to help you build strong personal brands and to become what I call brand building rock stars. There you go. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Thank you. That's like your superpower. <laughs> Building brand, yeah, that's your superpower. That's your superpower. You're a brand building <laughs> rock star, and you don't have to just be a little technician. I don't want that mindset anymore for us, us women. I want us to think, how can we have a huge impact on the growth of my journey, my career, and the organization and my career? You know, the organization I'm working for. Right? You have. We all have that ability to have impact. We have to choose to have it. We have to choose to step into the role and assert ourselves and, and let our, no, our place be known. And our, we all have smarts. Share it. Don't undermine yourself, for sure. There you go. That's some good advice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did it in the beginning for many years, and I don't want anyone else to fall in my... I mean, it's, I guess it's no wonder I'm an image consultant now, because I've, it took me a while to figure out how to get out of it. And, and shift that mindset that, oh, I have a lot to add. I belong in the IT industry for a reason. I have a lot to add. And so do you, many of you in the industry, for sure. Yes, agreed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, Lisa, I totally appreciate you taking time out of your oh. busy day. Um, to come on the podcast and chat with us and give us lots of inspiration. Um, you're a busy lady, so I appreciate um, your time. And um, I love it. I securefuturetech.com. Yep. Suresuccess.com. You got it. S H O R R. So suresuccess.com. Yep. And then, awesome. and yes. So I always like to. Do that one last time in case anybody uh, wasn't 
quite writing down. <laughs> write this down. So, down. So, well, you're fabulous. I appreciate all you're doing for women and imaging. Definitely. Um, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot out there. We need, we, we got need, to improve. We need the support. We need to acknowledge and we need the support. And I know I'm unique in our industry in terms of the image consulting side of my training, but I also have a very unique understanding of how to administer it because I know where everybody is because I've been in it for 23 years. So I get it. And it's time for all of us to shine. So, you know, whatever I can do to help you be sure to shine every time, let me know. <laughs> Ooh, listen to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, enjoy me. those beaches when it gets warm out. Come on out and visit me, please. I will. Oh, Come I visit Rhode I Island. Let me know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for having me. And this is really, I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you for everything you do as well as with, and it's been awesome. Thank oh. you. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.